episode 26 of podcast neil and mike back for another week and it's been a fucking week holy crap a lot a lot has stayed the same but a lot has also changed yeah i mean hell i spent my entire life savings this week did you yeah on pasta it was worth every penny oh oh bother i totally set you up for that (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one that was oh man i like that one i like that one how was your week week was good until it hit when was it i guess it was thursday um and uh, and i i i I apologize to our listener for talking about this every week um i'm sure he or she will be fine about it i'm sure they will too um but so much of what we've talked not so much but we've talked a little bit about what like what's going on with COVID and what's life like in Ontario versus what's life like in Saskatchewan and uh, what's working, what's not working, what's pissing us off. We had a really good rant. You had a great rant last week. Uh, Great is a stretch, but I appreciate the feedback. I, I, I thought it was a great rant Um, this week in Ontario. I think one of we, so we went into a lockdown two weeks ago, no different than the, any other of the previous lockdowns we've been in we've been in this is our third one yeah um this is and we also went into our second stay-at-home order which is you only go out for essential stuff which they never really enforced it was more just do your best to stay home yeah they came out of the gate uh the i i say they the ontario government came out of the gate i think it was last thursday um and basically said we're getting tougher with our restrictions we are closing all parks and playgrounds which sucks for kids really really sucks for kids um they're changing i think capacity to stores that sell essential goods up to 25 percent makes sense sure that's like i mean I, it's not like me or Kim are going out every day to get stuff. And if we do, we have a little general store in our town that we can get stuff from. What changed things this time um, was that they basically said cops can pull anybody. If they see anybody out, cops can pull anybody over and uh, ask why you're out or and ask for where you live. And in both scenarios, if you're not out for essential goods and or you're shopping outside of where you live, um, you can get fined. You can, I don't know what else. I think it was more just a fine at this point. Now, if we had done this podcast on Thursday, it's Sunday night for both of us here. Yes. Uh, for, <laughs> yes, of course, for both of it us. It is. <laughs> there's, there's no disagreement there. It is Sunday night. If we had done this on Thursday, I was pretty fired up. I think everyone's been asking the government to do a, a tougher lockdown. Not everyone. There's, you have your anti-mask protests, you have all that. But a lot of people have said we need it. Like, if we're going to do a lockdown, we got to do it right. Do it like Australia. Do it like New Zealand. Shut the shit down. And, and that's everything. That's like shutting down warehouses. Like, if I don't get an Amazon order for a week, boo-hoo. Like, shut shit down. Yeah. What they ended up doing is basically keeping things still open, but basically saying 
if you leave your house, you have a chance of getting stopped, which was just like, what the fuck? Like, if you're like, what if I have to go to work? What if I have to get on the TTC? What if I live where I live here and I, and I work in Toronto? Like, it was just, it, it was too much. It was too much and it was too much police freedom. Now, it's Sunday, so it's, there's been three days in between. In those three days that since it was announced, um, two things have happened. One, a lot of the major police forces in Ontario basically came out and said, we're not going to follow this order. Just it's not in their best interest to do it. Look at the world around us right now. Do you think the thing that we need most is to basically give, and I, I, I'm, I, I support our police. I'm not saying that, but do you think in this, in this time period, the way that everything is right now is the best thing to give police more power than what is required? I don't know. Probably not. Not a lot of good that might come from that right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, so all the, a lot of the major Toronto police, Ottawa police basically came out and said like, no, thank you. We're not going to do that. Ford has since backtracked on that, which is good. And I like, he listened <laughs> everything that the, that the people of Ontario, not, not all people. I, I, sorry, I just keep generalizing. Yes. A lot of the, a lot of the conversation in Ontario these days is about paid sick leave. And that a lot of the people who are catching COVID work in these big, massive warehouses in York region, in Peel region, which is where a lot of our hotspots are, um, that if they miss work, they don't get paid. So they go to work and they go to work sick and they work with hundreds of other people and they take public transportation to work. And this is where all this spread is happening. And our government just will not, will not do anything in regards to that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've had a couple days to to kind of, you know, ruminate on this as well. And it's not even my province. So I can only imagine how angry you were about this on Thursday. But I don't even want to say anger. It was just more like I was angry, like the press. If you if if you got to see on the news, the press conference that our premier and government officials held, like it was just ridiculed all day. All day after it happened. Rightfully so. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They they like to play this off like they pulled out all the stops, but realistically, it's all bullshit. The two things that they could have done that would have made a huge difference was paid sick days, like you said. Yep. And then on top of that, what they should have done is shut down as many commercial like locations as possible, whether it was warehouses, whatever the case may be. Because if you look at the breakdowns of where these like hotspots are happening, like you said, it's a lot of commercial locations, whether it's warehouses, offices, whatever, you know, a commercial location in general. Where basically people are going to work because they don't have a choice. Exactly. Here, uh, there's somebody that has been breaking it down online. Uh, I think it's on Twitter or Reddit that I looked at. And they've been breaking it down per region uh, that the health authority for the province has broken out. Um, And they broke it down by category. So you have like workspace, 
you have schools, you have restaurants sure. slash bars, stuff like that. And there's a clear difference between which ones are the top spreaders and which ones are not. And the top three are in order workspaces. Number one, worst Absolutely. case scenario for spreading COVID-19 in this Absolutely. province. You're Num- sitting in a Petri dish. Yeah, exactly. Number two, schools. Which, so all of our schools in Ontario have been put into online learning. So yep. my daughter starts going to online school. They have technically Tuesday, I guess. They have not done that here. Number three, restaurants and bars and our restaurants and bars. And somebody may call me out on this. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong on this, but last time I remember hearing anything about restaurants and bars, I believe they're still allowed to be at 50% capacity. Not in Ontario. Well, no, here, I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. what they are in Ontario. It's been back. I honestly, I feel so bad for restaurants in Ontario. They basically, they were allowed to reopen up to a certain amount of capacity um, probably about a month ago. Yeah. And then literally two weeks later, nope. Yeah. Back to delivery and curbside only. And then it's just... <laughs> There was a super spreader event here in a community not too far away from Swift Current. Okay. And these are the type of events that will never show up on this type of like map. Right. Unless you start tracking for idiots and assholes. <laughs> but somebody on the Easter weekend decided to have an outdoor party. A hundred frigging people showed up. Oh, God. There have been 40 cases linked to this minimum so far. And I guarantee you, not every one of those people came from that community. No, of course they, not. They went back to their home communities and it has spread elsewhere. So. Fuck, man. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, I think, like, this is the third lockdown I've been through. Second stay at home order what could have been the first like police enforced stay at home order. Um, and I, and like, part of me thinks like maybe we did need to have police to like kind of crack things down, but like, I don't is carding the best way to do it. Probably not like, (laughs) because the amount of profiling that would end up happening we all like we all know that that's exactly oh, yeah. what there, there's no need i believe wholeheartedly no need for that to be no the go-to method no there's no no um, um uh, like they, had, they were gonna have parks closed and then yeah. like and and we and we and everyone was just like okay so i can still shop at costco i can s- technically still go to the office like they're basically like they keep on saying, if you have the means to work from home, work from home, but they're not forcing anyone's hand on it. Um, so you have all of these things where it's just like, I can still go shopping at Costco. I can still go to Walmart. I can still do all these things, but I can't take my kid to a park outside where outdoor transmission is pretty much non-existent. Now I'm not saying go to a park with a hundred other kids. That's no, ridiculous. But come on. When the if there's like, if of transmission a, are so much higher in an enclosed area like a workspace. Yeah. Or, you know, a restaurant or a bar compared to a playground. 
Yes. And I think it's, again, it's being smart about it. Like if I drove up to a park with my daughter and there were like 50 kids playing, I turn around. Yeah. That's just, totally. uh, that's just not. That's a common sense, right? Right. But if there's five, six, seven other kids playing, it's no different than her being at school. I just. It's, yeah. and that, but that was what they decided to do. Like, and that's what irks me. It's just like paid sick leave, like paid, like legit paid sick leave. Don't make people go to work. This is where shit is spreading. And you decide to close parks. Like what the fuck? Like it's, it's, it's there's, that level of just, Oh, there's a simple answer me. to it. And it sucks to have to say it, but I don't see how it's not the truth. But you know damn well it's not because that they're looking out for the people of that province. And it's you can say the same thing about any of the other provinces where where this is an issue and COVID nineteen is still running rampant. Yeah, the the governing the government in power in those provinces, including my own, are not looking out for the people. They're looking out for the businesses and the corporations. Absolutely. And that's all it is. Absolutely. And, and it, that's it, not how it should be. And it sucks. No, no. And like, I, I, someone made, I, I can't remember who made the joke. Everything that's been happening in Ontario made CNN last week. Yeah. And it's the second time that a member of the Ford family has made CNN. And it's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool yeah. me twice, shame on me. Like, what the, f- like, every, I'm sorry. You had to be living under a rock if you didn't know who, what, who or what Doug Ford was before the election. You had, like, I'm sorry. Like, everyone knew Rob. Doug is supposed to be the smarter version. He's fucking Biff Tannen. We have yeah. fucking Biff Tannen running the province of Ontario. You right had now. you had like Chris Farley, but less funny before. Yes, and now you've got Biff Tannen. Yeah. Uh, like, there's an op-ed expect? today. There's an op-ed today uh, in the Washington Post talking how about how Doug Ford must resign. <laughs> In the Washington goddamn post. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, it's like, listen, I just, I don't know what, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely getting tiring. Yeah. That's all I can say. And it's, um, I think a lot of it is just due to <laughs> the announcement of the announcement which is like a big meme in Ontario here. Like Doug Ford would always <laughs> yeah, say guess, like, don't make that. me make an announcement tomorrow about what I'm going to do, or I'm going to make an announcement and it's going to be tough, Ontario. Like make your fucking announcement. Like don't fucking make an announcement for an announcement. Like fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, between that and the snip snap of everything, especially in the last few months, it's just like, it's it's felt like things were not normal, but COVID normal, and then locked down, and then back to kind of COVID normal. Now it's like really fucking locked down, and it's locked down for an extra two weeks than it was before. And it's just, and I get it. I like I totally understand. I don't like 
I just wish we would have done this six to 12 months ago. Yep. I'm not saying it would have been perfect. I'm not saying it would have been 100% better. But it's getting really fucking tiring watching the United States get their like life back to normal because they're all getting they're all going to be vaccinated soon. Pretty much yeah. everyone in the states will be vaccinated soon, and we're still struggling to get fucking needles and arms. Well, this actually leads me to a question I was going to ask you because here they are. Okay, well, first off, I'm tired of this bullshit game about the conservative premiers blaming Justin Trudeau for supply issues. Yes. Because that is bullshit. In Ontario, they have over a million doses in a freezer just waiting. Here, they've got tens of thousands ready to go. They're just not getting them out. So the supply is there. They're just not getting them out. So my question, I guess, to you is this, and I'll preface it with this scenario. Using my province as an example, sure, they are now getting to the point where at a drive-through vaccination, as an example, they just at the end of last week dropped the age, age range down to anybody 48 and up. So in the very near future, I'm going to be able to go through one of these drive-through clinics. Congratulations. I, I'm kind of looking. Well, no, not kind of. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I, no. have, a feeling, I have a feeling I'm going to cry when I get mine. My sister-in-law went through recently, and she did. And honestly, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Now, here's the thing. Health Canada just came out, and they've given the AstraZeneca vaccine their blessing. They're like, yeah. you know what? We've reviewed it further. Anybody 18 and over there is a slight risk, but the risk of COVID is greater. And there's been studies to back it up. Like there was a university study that came out. I think it was the independent from the UK uh, reported this. The risk of getting a blood clot from COVID-19 is eight times higher than getting one from the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah. So if you go through one of these drive throughs to get your vaccine when the time comes, do you care which one they jab you no. with? Yeah, I don't either. No. Honestly. No. And I think I'll be that's... rolling up my sleeve and just say, just fucking jab me. I, I read something today because in Ontario, they were vaccinating 50 and above. Okay, so you guys are, we're kind of on the same path. We're getting there. I'm complaining. We're getting there, but it's just, it's not. It's a slow go. It's a very slow go. Yeah. And like, and the good thing is they've, they've, they've basically reprioritized certain neighborhoods that are hotspots. Okay. So I've got a couple of friends who still live in downtown Toronto and Scarborough surrounding areas that are hotspots. So they're going to be able to get vaccinated, I think in the next couple of days, which. Oh, okay. So happy for her. Like, yeah, super I mean, happy that if they're in a high risk area, I get it. Yes. Totally. Um, but I keep hearing stories of basically vaccines just sitting around yeah because this is going to sound shitty too um when they were going for the 65 and older when all the stuff with the astrazeneca stuff was coming out and and just more news about the vaccines and stuff in general people were like shopping around to make sure that they got the best one 
Like, I don't want this AstraZeneca one. I want the Johnson and Johnson, or I want the fucking Pfizer one or the Moderna one. Like, like unless, unless health Canada came back and said like, which they did, they did, they weren't recommending the AstraZeneca one for people 50 and over. 55 it was, it was 55 anybody over? 55 and over AstraZeneca was fine for a while right and then they basically stopped it and now they're based and then they've come back and said like anybody can get it like yeah, 18 and over you're fine and I get that I get people get nervous about things like that you're putting something in your body that it's the first time it's really it's it's gone in anybody's body um but to hear vaccines sitting around when there are high-risk people that need it like frontline workers my cousin who's a teacher my cousins who are teachers like teachers should like they should have been in the very first round of getting needles and arms yeah totally i there was somebody here i think it was earlier this week past that actually had an article written about them because they went to go to a lineup at the drive-through, one of the drive-through vaccination places here in the province. Yeah. And thought that they were going to get what, like the Pfizer or Moderna one. Sure. And ended up getting the AstraZeneca one. And they felt betrayed and blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm sitting here reading this. And my jaw just about dropped. Uh, like, and I'm like, have COVID. Yeah, I'm like, lady, you have no idea how lucky you are. Yeah, I don't care which one they got you. You got vaccinated. Yeah, and there are a bunch of people out there, like the ones that you just mentioned, that are driving around from place to place trying to figure out where they can get one of the other ones. And yeah. seriously, I say this with all honesty and just just such a heartfelt openness. And sincerity. I hope that a group of rabid goats nibble off their jiggly bits <laughs> because there's nothing more despicable in my eyes than not only risking your own health, but everyone else's health yeah. around you yeah. by pulling such a bullshit move. Yep. Yep. I'm a little on edge this week, Mike. That's okay. You are too. But yeah. yeah. I blame I blame mine on my bum tooth. Yeah, you uh, you got some dental problems this week, haven't you? Oh, dude, it hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> Thursday. So, I, I believe the term, and, and correct my, my pronunciation if I am saying this wrong, it, yes. you, have an, an, you had an abscess, abscess tooth? I, I had an abscess tooth, yes. Abscess uh, tooth. Uh, it sucks ass. <laughs> the... I had to take it easy for the last few days because, and here's where it really sucks. Um, it was so bad. Like it, it was building up and I thought maybe it was just something like where I had like, you know, when you eat popcorn and you get some stuck, Oh, fuck. you know, and yes. it sucks. Right. Yes. And it bugs you for a few days. And yes. you know, that's kind of what it started off as. Yeah. But then like Wednesday night going into Thursday morning, all of a sudden it took a really hard left turn. Mm. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is not that no. I've had this feeling once before. I think I know what this is. <laughs> I better call the dentist. So I called them first thing Thursday when they opened up, got in, they had a, an appointment that somebody canceled. So I got in by 11. It's never a good thing when you make your dentist swear. 
uh, <laughs> they took the x-ray and the dentist comes in and takes a look at it and he's like, holy shit, why didn't you get in here sooner? Like, it's just, is, is, is that bad? <laughs> it's like, this is like textbook bad. Like, I've seen this type of picture in textbooks. So what exactly is an abscess tooth? So what's happened is I have a tooth that has essentially died. Got it. Okay. So I need to have a root canal. Right. But prior to the root canal, what's happened that needs to be done. Uh, there's bacteria that is building up and there's like a pocket of like, like pus, like an abscess, like oh. and that's what the antibiotics are clearing up now. Oh, bother. Yeah. It sucks ass. Um, and how are you feeling now? Well, let me describe this to you. Thursday, um, I was extremely heat sensitive. Like even my own body temperature, like I was drinking ice cold water and I would hold it in the right hand side of my mouth until it got to body temperature. And then I would drink, like swallow that water and take another right. mouthful. And I was doing that constantly because oh. it's the only way I could over the counter pills weren't touching. I was breathing through my mouth <laughs> oh. because the rush of air coming in. Um, so I didn't sleep for Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday, pretty much. Oh. I got my antibiotics Thursday. By the time yesterday came around yesterday morning, after two days, almost of antibiotics, it was only pressure sensitive. Okay. So that's not bad. So Better? I got a couple days with pretty much not eating much of anything. Right. Uh, and whatever I was eating, it was like yogurt, you know, stuff like, like that. really basic stuff. Yeah. Protein shakes, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, today almost back to normal. So I've got like three days or so of antibiotics left. I think the infection is going to be cleared up in time. I go in for a root canal on the 29th. Oh, that's good. So, so much fun. I've had one other root canal before. And honestly, they're not bad. So okay. that part doesn't worry me. This is the worst part of it. This and the needle that they give you before the root canal. Oh, I can only imagine. Because the needle is, they have to hit a nerve that like numbs like a large section. And it's like in the roof of your mouth. It's not oh. in the gum. So. That sucks ass. That would suck so much ass. Yeah. So I'm on edge. I'm, I'm an old man. This is definitely an, an old man yelling at the clouds episode. <laughs> totally. For and, sure. Add on top of that, I don't know if you can see it in the video call that we're on right now, but I injured myself today. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a new little shot. That's a little shiner up there. What'd you do? Yeah, on my five head because you know I don't have a forehead. I got a five head. Um, I had a run in with a bird feeder. Did the bird? I'm guessing the bird feeder was stationary and not moving. Bird feeder is attached to one of those stupid wooden wishing wells. Uh, and I lost my balance while trying to fill said bird feeder and bumped into the wishing well. That's a good little shiner, man. Yeah, it's going to leave a good mark. Yeah. So 
but it's uh, until you called it out, I didn't notice it. But now it's not. I, I he can't, can't not look at it. I can't not look at it now. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good little a good you know, little bump. You you know what makes great podcast content? Talking about tooth abscesses and filling fucking bird feeders. <laughs> um, that's what I bring to the table, folks. <laughs> folk, because at this point we have one person listening if we're lucky um <laughs> it would be really interesting if we could ever see I'm, i don't know i don't think poppy does this but like where people drop off like oh where does it where, where does this where does it stop <laughs> i would say after the theme music ends boom yeah. that's all they come in for just yeah. to hear that theme and then yeah okay we're do, done do, do, yeah do, do. <laughs> all right we should take our first break uh Let's when we it. come back uh, we have a couple interesting things to talk about, I promise. Um, <laughs> namely, what would our death row meals be? And Mike's got a song for me to listen to. I do. So, yeah. And then I guess we should probably mention it one more time because we've got our meeting coming up next week. Yes. Our podcast listening club. Yes. We should have a little chat about that. Make sure people know what's up. Exactly. Logistics. Still lots of time to listen to the tunes. Heck yeah. So, um, yeah, we got time. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get into it in a bit. We'll take a break, uh, which apparently reminds some people about uh, Port Hope and Wheels. So uh, it says more about our listeners, I think, than anything else. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. It's okay, Derek. We're safe here. It's okay, Wheels. We're good. (laughs) I I can't not think of it now that, you know. Snack plates had to point that out. Thanks for I don't that. Think, I don't think the pedophile was calling him wheels, though. Or maybe he was. Oh, God. Could you? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Oh. Uh, let's. Okay. Degrassi related question. Yes. Because I'm assuming you uh, you watched back in the day, you know. Oh, Degrassi my gosh, Jr. Yes. and Degrassi High. Absolutely. Okay. Who did you have a crush on when you watched the show? Because I guarantee you had a crush on someone. Every guy did. <sighs> Spike really hard, dude. You and I are cut from the same cloth. That was my answer. Spike and um, the main girl, Joey's girlfriend, not Kate, Caitlin, 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 Caitlin was pretty cute too. Okay, but those are my two. But Spike first, yeah. I was gonna say Spike first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, I want to say Lisa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But Spike first. Yeah. Yeah. Spike first, for sure. I love that show, man. I've actually, I watched it front to back, Junior, all the way through to the movie, the last movie. Oh, Uh, yes. I watched it last year. Oh God! It, might be, it yeah, probably doesn't it, hold up, but I, 
like I mean, it's if you if you hold it up to what it like if if you understand that time period, then it makes total sense. Yes. Like I wasn't like when Degrassi was on, I was only like seven or eight years old. Um, so I was still pretty young. And I was and I it wasn't until I got to like my early teens where I like really started to watch it. But I don't know, man. Like I think it still holds up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, storyline wise, yes. I'm talking about like some of the Oh, uh, some of the like like dude, like yeah. Like that stuff is like it's super cheese. Like super cheese. But but yeah, storylines, the stories, the the characters, um it's it was so ahead of its time. So ahead of its yeah, time. It really was. And there was a reason why it was. And I'm going to borrow a phrase from another network here. But it really was for our generation. Must watch TV. Absolutely. So um, Absolutely. I proposed a question uh, to you uh, 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 earlier the week. And it was a fairly simple question. But it actually gets a really com- complicated, like when you start to really drill down your answer. What would your death row last meal be? And this is like, and and the way I fra- like I put the answer, like I proposed in the answer that it should be the standard, like like a soup, salad, starter, main course, dessert type. You know, let's follow that train of thought. Yes. Uh, yes. And the only reason this came to mind is because I was having uh, a night the weekend before where, like, uh, the girls, t- to borrow a phrase from Jonathan here, had uh, gone to bed early. And I kind of fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. And I came across a video that was talking about people's last meals on yeah. death row. Yeah. And some of them, I mean, sounded pretty good yep some of them were really weird (laughs) so i i i I, i'm gonna save my my speech because i think it'll be interesting as we as we explain why we pick certain things why we did because i think i think there's going to be a trend in my head as to why we pick our things but we, we shall see all right, I'm I'm fine with that. But okay. if you're okay, uh, as we usually do, I think we should volley back and forth. Yep. And I think, uh, do you want to start with with your starter, like your soup, salad, whatever? Yeah. So I would go with a French onion soup. Okay. Now, do you have a specific location that you like it from, or <sighs> no, not really. Okay. I'm pretty open to it. Um, and then my mom's Caesar salad. Okay. Because she makes the Caesar dressing on her own. All right. Yeah. I could see how that could make a difference. And it's like, it's like a no bullshit Caesar salad dressing. It's just, it's so good. Everyone that has my mom's Caesar salad is like, your mom makes the best Caesar salad ever. Yep. It's literally the tits. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I would I, say those th- those two would be my starter soup salad combo. Okay. I can appreciate that. Okay. And yourself? Um, mine is going to t- sound like total white trash. But okay. Stay with me on it. 
because keeping in mind, I'm in, I'm on death row. Right. Right. This is my last meal. This is it. Yeah. I want the never ending uh, soup and salad from Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to be, you know, a smart ass about it. Yeah. I actually really like the few times I've been there, their salad's good. And their pasta fajol soup is actually pretty good too. Okay. So, and as an added bonus, you get breadsticks. Uh, as one does when they go to the Olive Garden. Exactly. So that would be my soup and salad. Plus Got you it. get an added bonus extra item. Yeah. So Got it. Because I'm a fat man and the more the better. Yeah. Me too, pal. Me too. So yeah, that would be mine. Okay. I can appreciate that. And I like the location selection. I think like you don't see a lot of Olive Gardens anymore. I don't think like, I don't see them around Ontario. Like I used to got our first one. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Saskatoon just got their first one. Wow. I remember (laughs) that when I was a kid, like, and I, I, I think like, I don't know if they ever got like a super bad rap, but they definitely have a stigma attached to them. Like it's oh, the Olive totally. Garden. Yeah. But their food was actually pretty decent. They're not all, cre- it's like any other franchise, right? You go to some and they're not bad. You go to others. They're not maybe up to the same standard. You know, right? what's like that here in Ontario? Swiss chalet. I totally get that. Yeah. Swiss chalet is totally like that. Yeah. Like, from one restaurant to another, it can feel like you're having like the best meal really ever, good, right? Yeah, like the best fucking chicken you've ever had. Or like, yeah, it was good. It was just like fast food chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And that's why I find with most franchises in general. So, but I think we're off to a pretty good start in general for our soup and salad. Yeah. Like I, both two solid choices in general yeah, from both of us. I, I would be happy with your selection. I mean, same here for yours. So in terms of a starter now, yes. What are you thinking? So I'm going to go back to go back to my roots in downtown Toronto. Okay. There was a, there were, no, it was there. Oh, I hope it's still there. There is a pub slash restaurant in toronto called duff's wings okay so i'm intrigued wings. yeah um and like that's their specialty and they don't do like the 100 flavors they have like i don't know probably like six or seven like really well done flavors yeah but they also have armageddon where they make you sign a contract to enjoy them and they're delicious anyway they hold a special heart to me. Um, I think just cause like they really remind me of Toronto. Okay. Because like you can't get them anywhere else but Toronto. And so for me, like to get just like a, like a pound of wings, which I know for some people would be a meal, but as like, this is my final meal, I'm going down swinging. Um, like a pound or two of Duff's wings, hot. Not or hot or suicide, not Armageddon. I want to enjoy it, but that's fair. I think a pound of those, uh, one or two pounds of those would be uh, 
Yeah, you know what? I think final meal, you might as well go big. Go for the two-pounder, right? And if you don't finish, you don't finish. Yeah, I mean, worst comes to worst, <laughs> the guards or, you know, other cellmates can have some, like, there you whatever. Go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Uh, for my starter, I was torn on this. I'll be honest, because yeah. there's, there's two local family-run establishments that make really good starters that I wanted to, that I was torn between Uh, one here in Saskatoon and one in Calgary. Um, I ultimately had to go with the one in Calgary, uh, but there's a really good, like this is honestly some of the best Chinese food I'd ever had uh, from a place called the cherry Inn in Calgary. It's a little hole in the wall Chinese uh, restaurant uh, run by uh, this family. And over the years, they've had many chances to to like switch locations and all that other good stuff. And they never will because it's part of the charm. Right. But they have some of the best pot stickers I have ever had in my life. These things are just I don't, I like, I could eat a dozen of these things on my own, maybe even more. So that would be my starter. Like these things, I don't know what the hell they put in them. I don't care. Just shove them in my throat. <laughs> oh my God. They're so good. <laughs> like, oh my God. They're so good. Like, honestly, they're my, so my wife, who, who is a celiac, my um, wife, my wife, um, if she was ever to break, the whole, you know, no gluten thing. Yeah. It would be for that restaurant because their food is that good. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So, I could, that's a, oh, you're making me hungry right now. Right. Doesn't that <laughs> sound good now? So, uh, but yeah. So they're, they're pod stickers, man. That would be my starter. Totally. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. So that, that brings us to the mains. The mains. The mains. So what are you thinking for the main? Now, part of me thinks like I could get two things. But if I'm, but, but I have like, I have two things in my head. Okay. One is nostalgic. One is consistency. Okay. Keeping in mind, this is like your last meal, right? I know. Oh, I know. So it's. I know. So. The nostalgic one, I think, is probably going to be my winner. But there was this. So when I grew up in Markham, Ontario, um, just a, a town or now a city north of Toronto. Shout out and to Blackberry. The what? Shout out to Blackberry. No, that's Waterloo. I thought Markham. that was Markham. No, Markham was IBM. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Nortel in Ottawa, Canada? Ottawa. Ah. Um, okay. But close technology, <laughs> technology companies. Fair enough. Um, I used to live right by the go station. For uh, it'll be actually, I would be very intrigued if anybody understands these references. If someone could respond back on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, I would love because this is a very specific spot in Markham, right by the the go station, which is the local train system uh, on Highway on Main Street, Markham. Right across the street was a small, um, uh, I don't want to say it was like, a, uh, what are those types of malls that are 
like a strip mall, kind of like oh, a okay. little strip mall. Yeah. Um, but there was this Italian restaurant in there called Station Pizza and Pasta. Okay. Station being the train station across the street and the Italian food. Sure. And we lived right down the street from it. And we would go there every Friday with my, my, me, my brother, my mom, my dad, and uh, my, my parents' uh, best friends every Friday. Like nice. they knew us in there. They knew exactly what we were ordering every single time. My brother and I got to go into the kitchen sometimes and see them making all the food. Nice. They let us go behind the bar. Like it was just amazing. But outside of just that really cool stuff, their spaghetti and meatballs is like literally to die for. And which I'm about to, because this is my last. I was going to say, <laughs> it's kind of apropos, isn't it? I haven't had it. And probably like I'm salivating right now. I probably haven't had it in 15 years. Are they still open? I think so. Okay. If they are still open, once all this shit is done, I have to go. go. You got to go. Go the family, go. And I took Kim there. Yeah. And I think we, we were still dating or maybe we were engaged at that point, but I took her there randomly. And I went in and the, cause it's owned by the same family. Like the brother, I saw the, like one of the brothers. Yeah. And he kind of looked at me odd at first, but I'm like, Jimmy. And he's like, do, Hey, like, do I know you? I'm like, I'm Murray's son. My dad's name was Murray. Oh, holy shit. You were this big <laughs> last time I saw you. I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, like, it, it's just it's got a special place in my heart um plus their spaghetti and meatballs is literally to die for yeah i get that so i totally get th- that that is i was gonna say my other one was gonna be a, a keg steak like a steak from the keg yeah um the baseball i mean if you're gonna go that's always a good one i always get the new york peppercorn yeah it's a good one too that's my favorite one. And they cook yeah. it perfect every single time. And that, that was my consistency answer in terms of like, I know I'm going to get a good steak. It's hard it's not never. to go for that one. But I'm going to go spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. How about you, um, Well, for mine, both of mine were based on my East Coast upbringing. Um, I like you. I was torn. Uh, my initial reaction um, is the one I'm going to have to go with, but there's a very close second. Uh, okay. There's a restaurant in uh, Bonavista, Newfoundland called PK's. PK's. And they do, like, if there was a, pro- let me rephrase this. If there was two provincial dishes for Newfoundland, the first one would be Jig's Dinner. And all Jig's dinner is um, traditionally made with pickled beef. Like, okay. and when I say pickled, not with dill or anything, it's just, you know, salted to the point where it becomes pickled. Okay. Um, and then you soak it for a day or so, like leach as much salt out of it as you can with water. You change the water on it over a couple of times. And like most, you know, Irish cooking you basically throw it into a pot and boil it till you can slip it through a straw right um (laughs) and you throw a bunch of veg in there you know you know potatoes turnip carrots cabbage whatever right 
it's what you would expect for that Absolutely. type of cuisine. Um, but a very close second and nearest and dearest to my heart is fish and chips. And on the, on the chips, you have dressing and gravy. What's dressing? Dressing is kind of like stuffing, but not. So dressing, where stuffing is typically like bigger chunks of bread. Yeah. And it might have different things in it. Dressing is finer. Okay. The the breadcrumbs are a lot finer. Uh, Instead of sage, they use savory. Savory is a much more floral uh, version of sage. When you okay. hear on the on cooking shows, they use uh, uh, herb de Provence or whatever. Yeah. Savory is part of that. It's a mix of herbs and savory is part of that. Um, but usually all it is is like breadcrumbs, uh, butter, savory, and onions. And it is fucking to die for oh my god so you get a, just a big old plate of fries and some of that dressing on there and the gravy all over it and then depending on whether you go for the one or two piece fish with it and that's your meal and it's just oh god you just oh you reminded me of what would probably be my second choice which actually would be fish and chips from yeah. Killarney, Ontario. Um, that's where my grandparents had a cottage when I was a kid. Oh, so yeah, fish and, and chips from PKs. Chips. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, I like the dressing on the fries idea. Honestly, I will show you a picture of this afterwards. And oh, you get that, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> so yeah, it is so good. Is and back home typically, like I don't know what it's like across the country. I'm assuming pizza places are the most common thing that you'll find, like that deliver late into the night and early yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Most commonly back home, it's not just pizza places, it's fish and chip places too. So fish and chips delivered. Mm. Holy chesses is the big chain back there. And while they are a really solid choice, if you can find a really good mom and pop place, that's your ticket. Absolutely. I can totally see that. Totally see that. Now that brings us to desserts. Yes. So what were you thinking for dessert? Maybe an ambrosia (sighs) salad? Maybe a... (laughs) God. Never. Ever. Ever. Um, This was a hard one because, like, I'm not a big dessert guy. I get it. Like... I, I don't like, I don't crave dessert. I don't crave that after a meal. Like it's, it's like, eh. um, totally get it. So I went with one that I think is just, it's pretty classic. Um, a Smarties blizzard from Dairy Queen. Yeah. You know what? That's not a bad choice. I like that. Now, would you go Royal or not Royal? What's Royal. I think we had oh, this you, discussion before. Yes, you did tell me, but I don't recall. I don't this remember is, exactly what it is. This is when that fudge that they do on the ice right. cream cakes, where they add like a dollop of that into it. Yes. The middle of I it. Would, I would do that. Okay. I would definitely do that. Um, and I would definitely want Smarties because Smarties are my favorite candy. Um, and just all together would just, that's the, that's, just that's a good dessert for me you and i are 
honestly almost identical here in our <laughs> dessert thing because I chose a blizzard as well. Did you? I did. But <laughs> I'm a bit of an evil genius in my mind anyway when it comes to my most recent creation for blizzards. Okay. Um, my blizzard would be an Oreo blizzard. But I would have, you know, for like, what is it, like 75 cents or a buck, you can add extra flavor? Yes. They don't tell you this, but it doesn't have to be that same flavor. So it can be whatever you want. It can be whatever you want. Okay. I tried this about a week ago when we did a Dairy Queen run. Okay. I added cherry to the Oreo blizzard. Like a cherry syrup? No, like the cherry stuff that they use for the Sundays. That actually has oh, oh. some chunks of cherries in it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was frigging delightful. That is my new favorite thing. A cherry Oreo blizzard. That would be delicious. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my dessert of choice. I. I can't believe we both picked blizzards. That's hilarious. I was torn because I was very tempted to go with another Newfoundland delicacy, but I decided to go with a blizzard because you cannot go wrong with the blizzard. No. No. So it's almost foolproof. Yeah. Well, when they hang that shit upside down to make sure it's like, yeah, exactly. That's that's a blizzard. Now, there's one thing that we left out in our description at the beginning of this part, and that's the drink to go along with the meal. Yes. So what drink would you choose to go along with this? I would select. I, oh, I can't remember. And I, I should have looked up the bar name. There was a bar in downtown Toronto that made the best old fashions. Oh, okay. Like the best old fashions, like a proper, like rounded ice cube. and the. Uh, orange peel shavings like yeah and it's just like sweet but like stiff <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> i was gonna say it but you beat me to it uh, <laughs> uh sweet but stiff um that should be your stripper name the yes there you go <laughs> sweet but stiff but stiff um I can't remember where it was from though, but it would be that old fashioned. Okay. Like just, I can appreciate that. So good. I think mine, um, since we are talking death row meal and I, you know, not have anything, you know, no reason to keep it up anymore. Um, I would probably break the whole sobriety thing. Yep. And go for a kill Kenny. And I don't know if you've had one before. Oh, of course. Yeah. They are just friggin' delicious. Yeah. (laughs) I can have lots of them. Oh, I could. Uh, (laughs) And I would. No, they're so good. Oh, that's good, but they're too creamy. That's the appeal of a good Kilkenny. So that's what I would go for. Uh, Give me a a four pack of those and just, you know, leave me be. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. So we we went on for a bit about food there that was um, yeah no i it's 11 it's 1107 here in ontario and i am thinking about second dinner see <laughs> look at that 
Yeah. I got I got a bag of peanut M and M's out in the pantry. That's just calling oh. my names for after I'm done here. I polished off a few days ago a bag of Aggies from Easter. Oh yeah, those are good. Oh, so good. I actually had a I had a craving the other day for something that I I can't have. Like there's no way I can make it and or buy it anywhere. What's here. that? Uh, it's a Newfoundland delicacy. Uh, molasses raisin bread. Interesting. So think raisin bread. Yeah. But there's molasses worked into the bread dough. It is so good. It's almost like dessert on its own. Like, honestly, it's such a sweet bread by the time you toast it and like, oh, it's so good. Anyway, (laughs) but I can't make it. I suck at baking. Like I can cook. That's fine. But I cannot bake for the life of me. You can't fuck up with baking. That's the problem. Like if you fuck up with baking, you're fucked. No. Cooking, you know, you can freestyle it a bit and yeah, whatever. Yeah, You could overcook something and then you can like douse it in like sauce or something. Yeah, but baking is such an exact. Oh, it's so unforgiving. Yeah. So So unforgiving. Yeah, so I'm not even going to attempt it. No. Fuck that. No. Good for you. Good for you. Before we end the show. Yeah. You had a song that you wanted to share with me. I did. Okay. Do you have it ready there? I do have it ready. And I also have a little tidbit to go into it because I think, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, um, this is a song off of an album that I have nominated for our oh listening club nice so i wanted to just tease the type of music that you could be hearing this is a song that you would hear if one of my album selections gets picked which is how we do things completely at random everyone can toss in however many albums you want everyone will get to go through at least once um or everyone will go through once per cycle we'll make sure everyone gets turned um it's just it's a lot of fun just to listen to music, share some feedback on the songs you listen to. No, no commitment. It sounds None like at all. fucking uh, it sounds like Columbia House is what that's like. exactly what I was just thinking. Um, um, but if you do want to take part, drop us a line uh, at our email, bods at podcast.com. Correct. Our first meeting is going to be coming up next Sunday. I believe it is. Yeah. It's the last Sunday of the month that we have our meeting for the listening club. So um, there's still lots of time to take part and listen in the first album if you want. So drop us a line. We'll get you the album title and all that, and we'll go from there. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and for those of you that are taking part already, uh, Mike and I are going to be discussing probably at the end of this episode uh, the time that we're going to schedule the meeting for next week. And uh, we'll get those details out to you shortly. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, let's hear the song. Well, uh, who's let's, it by? So this is one of my keystone artists. Okay. Or like my cornerstone artists. Uh Neil Young. Very familiar. <laughs> Are you just a little bit? I, I am. I, I can <laughs> honestly say that. Not uh personally, but like with his work. Yes. So last year. Uh, he released a new album. Now you were talking about it was actually recorded in 1975, Mm -hmm. and it's I can't remember. uh, This is I'm really bad with Neil Young discography in terms of like all the albums with and the order they go in. 
but this is meant to bookend or this was meant to be like, like the the album in between something and harvest which i think when people kind of heard like if you listen to this other album and you listen to harvest they were kind of different like it was a very different style for neil young so it kind of felt like abrupt this is kind of like if this was the the album that was supposed to come out in between that was meant to help ease and bridge that gap okay because of his, his style changing a little bit anyway there's a song on the album called kansas the whole album is amazing it's actually one of my favorite neil young albums uh this song is called kansas it's just classic neil young him and acoustic guitar uh just and a, and a harmonica so it's as neil young as you can get i would like to say okay so i am going to press play and enjoy the sounds of neil young let's see I feel like I just woke up from a bad dream And it's so good to have you sleeping by my side Although I'm not so sure If I even know your name Hold on baby, hold Far from the tears you've cried into this morning with your mind so kind and your friendly body lying in my bungalow of stucco that the glory and success bought hold on baby hold on it doesn't matter if you're the one We'll know before we're done Okay as someone has so eloquently put it in it was either this song or another song or some song off this album it has just enough barn i'll be honest i didn't know what to expect like okay it's not bad don't get me wrong i don't want you to think that that's what i think at all i just i was just unsure what to expect okay um but yeah, no, I'm like, I'm pleasantly surprised with it. I, I have no idea what the title has to do with the, the song lyrics. There's a, <laughs> so on this album, like maybe because it's called Homegrown 2, um, 
there's a song called Kansas. There's a song called Florida. There's a song called Mexico. Like he seems to be like very like talking about locations. Yeah. And like, it's, which is like, again, it could just be at like that stage of his life in 1975 or whatever it was like. Yeah. I'm assuming in this song, it might just be because that's where he slept with this person. Could be. I mean, it could be that simple, but regardless, um, no, not a bad track at all. I'm like, and for me, like why this is like one of my favorites. Like I love just Neil and a guitar. Oh yeah. It's kind of like city in color. Like I, I love city in color, but I love city in color when it's just Dallas green. Yeah. Like there's something that's just like pure about it. And that's why I, uh, I did this song. Yeah. There's something to be said for, for lack of better way of putting it, that singer songwriter type simplicity to things. Right. Yes. Um, and you saw that a lot too, going back to the nineties. Right. So especially once they started doing some of the MTV unplugged and you saw some of the bare bones performances, uh, with certain artists as well. And, you know, so yeah, I get it totally. Um, and I know some people really don't like that kind of performance either. Like if you see a band that comes out with like, let's say a rock song that's full on rock. And then they go on to, let's say like a radio station or Spotify or something like that. And they do like a stripped down acoustic version. They just can't stand it. Yeah. I've never gotten that. I never got that either. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. That's I, I want to, yeah, yes. That's what I think of all music. Like, I, like, and I've said this before. I, I like guitar driven music, be it metal, be it this, be it pop guitar, like the killers or like anything like that. Um, Although like, with that said, Mr. Brightside is extremely overrated. It, it's, it is definitely carried uh, a lasting impression for a long time now. The killers have a lot of tracks and a lot of them, in my opinion, are better than that track. 100. I saw, so I went to a conference in Vegas, uh, in 20, it was 2018. Um, the killers performed at it and they were unbelievable. Yeah. Like such a good live band and they never played Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Like you go and listen to say, uh, I got a soul. Yeah. And tell me it's not better than Mr. Brightside. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I that, like Mr. Brightside is not better than that track. Mr. Brightside is the, the club dance song. <sighs> I hate this. I hate to compare these two because I hate this fucking track too. But Mr. Brightside for me is like closing time. Or sex and candy. I would say more like closing time. But you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I hate those tracks. Like I just. (laughs) Like those come on the radio or anything like that. I fucking turn it off. eh? Oh God. I fucking despise those tracks. Fair enough. Oh, anyway. But this one. Pleasantly surprised. I mean, and now the whole and the whole album's not like this. 
Like he does have other songs with bands and he plays piano too. I'd be, I'd be okay if it was like this, but I still, I'm looking forward to hearing the album. There you go. So So this is just a little bit of a, a tease, a little bit of a, a peek. There you go. And even the conversation like this, this is the type of conversation you're going to have with, I think there's seven or eight of us now. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. On that note, let's, draw this episode to a close because you know nobody likes an angry neil well <laughs> nobody likes neil anyway but nobody likes an angry neil so, no way i uh, know hard to believe right <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna stay quiet yeah thank you for that so <laughs> uh make sure like i said uh, earlier and like mike was talking about if you want to take part email us Bods at podcast.com uh, to take part in the wax and poetic podcast listening club. Uh, also check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just look up podcast and you can check out the podcast on any major platform where you check out your fine and not so fine podcasts like our own. And I think that's it for this episode. Any parting words for the fine folks and not so fine folks out there, Mike. Uh, if you're in Ontario, I mean, I guess let's keep our chins up, sticks on the ice, and stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just get let's let's get this over with. That's what she said. That's what she's. Well, (laughs) that's an unfortunate thing for her to say. (laughs) I didn't say otherwise, but that's That's what she said. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) 